Hello, and welcome to Time Between Times Storytelling, with me, Owen Staten. If it's your first time back at the fire pit, Happy New Year. The rain is falling in torrents. The nights are dark as pitch. The air is freezing and cold. But we are safe. We are here to let our imagination come alive at the fire pit, at the time between times, a time when tales are traditionally told. So sit back. If you can, and it's safe to do so, close your eyes and let your mind wander to a place you truly want to go, a place of fables, of tales, of stories, of song, of poetry. Because this is what we do when we are together at the time between times. Stand up, put on your coat, step outside. Imagine you are walking down the path to the road outside. You take a right turn at your front gate. Far away on the side of the mountain you can see the woods stretching to the sky and that is where you are going. With every step you take your anticipation grows for you know that you are going to a place of joy, a place of wonder. At the edge of the forest you stop for just a moment. The place in front of you seems almost overwhelming like an old age lives inside and you are about to leave behind the modern world. You take a deep breath and step inside the woods. This is a place filled with shadow, a place of darkness, a place of light. This is the time between times in manifest you feel the leaves crunch under your feet. The pathway goes inside, round and about, up and down. There is the old mill. There is the cave where we spent time telling tales not long ago. And just when you feel the path will go on forever, it comes to the clearing at the beating heart of the forest. Here the trees seem to pulse with power. For this is the place where legends are born. You look around, and your friends have all gathered here already. Some you have seen many times recently, some you have not seen for years, some seem to have come from a world beyond. But all of them are friendly. All of them are there, their eyes and their faces open, ready to receive a tale. They bid you welcome, you shake hands, you hug them, and then you sit on a log. The fire is spluttering in front of you. It has been stronger, it has been weaker, but it will never go out while there are tales waiting to be told. You look up. In the sky above you, both the moon and the sun share the same space. There is a chill in the air, but also a warmth. 
for this is the time between times, the time when it's neither night nor day, but the sun has gone and the sky is grey, the time when the veil between our world and the fairy world grows wafer, wafer thin, so thin that for a few moments and just a few moments we can reach into their realm and they can stretch into ours. Now is the time that people see lights in the sky. Now is the time that people see the shadowy spectres of ghosts amongst the trees. Now is the time of the Tulwith Tague. The fairies that dance under the moonlight. The fairies that put a curse on those who do them ill. The fairies that can make you go to sleep and not wake for a hundred years. But as we sit, we know we are safe. For the teller of tales gets up to begin their story. And today he takes us far away and long ago. On the border between Wales and England is a magnificent site. Tintin Abbey. Its stone walls stretch to the sky. And although it is roofless and cold... It has the beating heart of a building filled with fable. And it is here long ago that the tale of the devil's pulpit occurred. In 1131, the 9th of May to be exact, Walter de Clare, one of the great Norman lords who came here after the conquest, opened the great Cistercian Abbey of Tintin. Many people had gathered. The Cistercian monks had come from far and wide to till the fields and make their prayers in the building. Here it was, a great place in the middle of nowhere, surrounded by forest, but a place for prayer, a place to gather, a place of solace. And every day the monks would toil the fields. Many of them, had left behind lives full of ill-will and fear to come here. And it was truly a serene place. Birds filled the sky. The river Wye was full of fish. And the forests were full of reindeer running through. But also something else dwelled there. And it was not long after it opened that the monks were working in the field when far away and high up on an old limestone rock overlooking the valley and overlooking the abbey, they saw a figure shrouded in darkness, standing in shadow against the sun. The Diaul himself, the devil himself, had come to Tintin. His voice would carry across the valley, and every day from dawn till dusk, when the monks had gathered in the fields, he would preach his hate, preach his disaster, preach his ill will from that old limestone. The valley would be filled with his echoing voice, like that of a slithering snake, bidding the monks to leave their work, down their tools, forsake their god, and go back to their old lives of discord and torment. Whenever he preached, the clouds would gather, the rain would fall, and the plants would die. A cold, ill wind would sweep through the abbey. 
and at the end of the day, at dusk, at the time between times, his laughter would fill the air, and he would turn his back on the abbey and walk into the forest. The monks grew discordant and unhappy. They could not continue to do their good work with this voice echoing across the valley. So one day, one brave soul, Brother Cole, who had been a soldier and fought in wars all over Europe, decided to take matters into his own hands. The next day, as the sun started to rise, the cocks crowed, and the animals and the sheep came alive in the field, and the monks went out to toil. Suddenly they saw the figure. Wherever he walked, his cloven hooves left marks on the ground. His shadow seemed to have the essence of fire amongst it. And again he started his preaching, his dark, tormented preaching from the rock. Although all the monks that in the past resisted his calls, Brother Cole downed his tools and walked to the base of the rock, looking up into the eyes of the Diawl himself. Please, please, we cannot hear you, he called to the devil. Shocked that he had actually got a reaction. The devil looked down into the valley and saw the eyes of Brother Cole looking up at himself. Please come down and speak to us. I will indeed, said the devil. The monks all put their tools down, and the devil made his winding way down from the pulpit to the fields to meet the monks. There he walked, leaving scorched footprints behind him, his tail wishing in the wind. As he reached the monks, he stood in front of them. I will tell you my sermon this morning. That is very good, and thank you, sir, for sharing your stories with us, said Brother Cole. But come with us not in these fields for we cannot hear your voice here we cannot see you high why do you not come into the abbey itself and preach to us in there well that sounds a good idea a good idea indeed the monks and the diawl walked through the fields until they came to the great oak doors that made their way into the heart of Tintern Abbey. Asking the diawl to walk in front of him, Brother Cole let him in and the monks gathered there in the pews, looking forward at the great altar. The diawl made his way down, looking into the eye of every one of the Cistercians and made his way up the stone steps of the pulpit. <clears throat> he cleared his voice and started to speak. To those who have gathered here today, he did not get more than one sentence, for cunningly one of the young apprentice monks had hidden in the loft above the pulpit and tipped a whole bucket of holy water from the roof, which filled the abbey, splashing upon the diawl himself. 
The howl he gave out echoed through the valley, echoed throughout Wales itself, and he hopped from the pulpit, landing there and rushing out of Tinton Abbey into the fields. A great cheer went up, and the monks followed him outside, and there they could see him hopping around in the fields, dancing in pain. He hopped so high that he cleared the river wide landing on the English side and leaving his burnt talons marked on a stone. Never again did he come to the pulpit overlooking Tintern Abbey. Never again did he poison the monks with his preaching. Never again did his dark words fill the air in this old Welsh valley. The diawl had gone and his pulpit remained forever empty. The old abbey was dissolved many hundreds of years later when Henry VIII and his administrators called for it to be taken into the care of the crown. It fell into ruin and disuse, started to get overgrown by the forests and fields. But the pulpit is still there, an old limestone rock up high on the mountainside overlooking the abbey. And people still gather from miles around to visit the ruins where tales and ghosts are abound. But one of the most famous of all is the tale that I have told you today at the time between times, the time when it's neither night nor day, but the sun has gone and the sky is grey. The ancient tale from Tintern Abbey of the Devil's Pulpit. Open your eyes, my friends. Stand from the fire pit and look all around. Your friends are filled with joy at an old tale traditionally told. Bidding your farewell, you head back to that modern world that we call home but knowing for sure that you have a place here whenever you wish it. The place where the fire pit burns, the place where tales are told in a traditional way. The place here, at the time between times. Diochaval, my friends, thank you for gathering once again. My name is Owen Staten. I also have a YouTube video filled with traditional tales if you wish to join me there. You can reach me on email at owenstaten at aol.com. You can follow me at Twitter at at Owen S. Griffiths. I also do a lot of live shows on Twitter spaces, usually on a Sunday night at nine. So follow me on Twitter and you can attend those. If you're feeling generous... Please, how why not buy me a coffee at ko-fi.com forward slash Owen Staten or follow me on Patreon where there will be new pat patreonic packages emerging soon. That was a mouthful. I am on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Owen Staten 7. But in the meantime, my friends, take care of yourselves. Look after yourselves. Look around you and see the beauty that surrounds you and always remember to lose yourself in a tale traditionally told. Thank you very much for joining me today. 
I shall see you again soon, at the fire pit at the heart of the forest. Diochamaurum Grando, thank you very much for listening. No star.